The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as the potential for the discussion about topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the persons making them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Welcome to episode 52 of the Neat Glass Sponsored Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Ed. And today, after neglecting the topic for almost two years and having tasted only eight total expressions in the past three years, we're returning at long last to the home of one of our favorite styles of whiskey, Ireland. Top of the morning to everybody. <laughs> the reason being that Irish whiskey is currently in the midst of an incredible renaissance with new distilleries popping up like green clovers in the spring mist of a cool Irish sunshine. So grab your shillelaghs and pour a dram. Hello. Wow. Grab your shillelaghs. Hello. <laughs> mm. And joining us on our virtual journey to the Emerald Isle are three of our favorite guests. First, one of the ladies is here today, Drea. Hey. Second, Mayor Siobhan is in the house, everyone. Hi. And third, the man who's been here to taste seven of the eight of the Irish whiskeys yeah. to be featured previously you know him the pineys love him gabe the whiskey sherpa lucky charms bitches but before we get to all the tasting and no doubt mayhem for what we're calling iris fest 2022 ed's going to tell us which five new iris whiskey expressions we'll be exploring and hopefully adoring Mm -hmm. tonight thanks so much scott so we're going to go in proof order so that we drink the highest proof at the end, which is always the best idea, right? When you're already drunk, drink the most uh, the most proof. Yes. So a couple of 80 proofers to start the show, Writer's Tears Copper Pot, and then a very interesting expression, Slain Triple Cask. Mm. Moving up to 84 proof, we have Glendulak. Glenn Dulock. Van de Loo. Uh, yeah, right, that's pretty good. Yeah. Glenn Dulock. I'm so used to not saying it right the first time. Yeah, I second guess myself. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we then have one of uh, the ones I'm really excited about, the Powers Three Swallow, mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of like the feminist version, Powers Never Swallow. Oh. And then the... Uh, <laughs> sounds like a terrible porn. Wow. It's actually called Powers Three Spit. <laughs> <laughs> For a busy night for a working girl. 86.4 proof. And lastly, one I've never heard of, but it sounds fun. The Dingle Single Malt Batch Number 4 at 93 proof. Super high proof for Irish whiskey. It it really is. That's the one I think is going to try to sneak over to be scotchy. (laughs) I'm worried that some of these are going to try to sneak scotchy on me when I think I'm drinking Irish. You never know. (laughs) It's going to throw a mick in front of its name. Ah, I fooled you bastards, didn't I? (laughs) All right, so um, before we get to my condensed Irish history, because we did it already, and then the types of Irish whiskey so everyone knows what we're drinking later, we have a special announcement. Special announcement. And Ed is going to make it. Ooh. So it's been an, a long time coming. There was uh, COVID issues and scheduling issues and drinking issues, <laughs> which caused her to miss an episode. But Dre is the last of the ladies to receive her jacket. And so we have her jacket for her tonight. This is her official fifth episode. And so finally, uh, she is. will be joining the ranks of the jacketed. Congratulations. Yeah, take your coat off. Take your coat off. 
says Dre, a five-time host, and the ladies. For the ladies! Aww. Thanks so much, guys! It's like you're a bowling team. Yeah, we're happy to have two other jacket winners here to welcome you to the fraternity sorority. What's the number of both? Club. The club. The club. Yeah. The, the unisex the, club. The, the club fraternity. <laughs> All right. Part so, of the uh, gang now. Woo. So, speech. Yeah, speech. Whoa. So thank it, you. Is it more special getting yours all by yourself instead of part of the group? Or do you? I wish I was on that podcast, though. I know. I know. I know. It was so sad. I know. We missed you. I know. I saw but, that group photo. I was like, bitches. Oh. <laughs> I know. I thought that, too. I almost, like, put you in there. <laughs> you but, have. but then I thought that was even worse. <laughs> we're, no, I think better. we're going to Photoshop her into it. For yeah. The, at least one yeah. version. The get alternate yeah. album cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations. We're glad you finally oh, made yes, it. Because uh, we know, actually, sadly, it's, so it's sort of bittersweet, Dre is moving out of the area. Like, yes. she met someone. She met a really nice guy. We met him right before we recorded tonight mm-hmm. and she's moving to Virginia. Yeah. So uh, people in Virginia, get ready. What part of Virginia are you moving to? <laughs> Virginia, I'm coming for Norfolk. you. Norfolk. Norfolk, oh, yeah. okay. Well, they did invite us to record remotely from Virginia right. and uh, we may very well take them up on that. Right. It's a short hop jump, six hour drive. <laughs> sad, but <laughs> un- short un- six hour drive. It's Unfortunately, only five, the jacket stays in Jersey though. It's only five. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no. You're fine. You can take it with you. But you have to come back. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I will be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Her, definitely. Whole, her whole family's here. We'll definitely get her on again. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, oh, yeah. cool. I thought maybe we like wouldn't you, ever. You're like, you're part see of again. you're part of an elite <laughs> club and you have requirements to fulfill during the podcast. Right. Uh, you have to be yeah. a, a brand ambassador for the podcast in Virginia now. And okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you some cards to distribute. Or you have to wear a jacket once a month and walk around in it. <laughs> and there, there are dues to pay so as well. People ask I've questions learned that the hard like, way. Oh, here, listen to this. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, All right. That's exciting. Thank you. Hey, let's yeah, drink. Congratulations. So yeah, so, uh, yeah. So, um, like I said, like I threatened, there's a condensed Irish whiskey history. <laughs> Too late for that. We did a pretty comprehensive Irish history on episode six. So if you're interested in the full version, go back and um, listen to that. And then we'll get into the types of Irish whiskeys. There's four of them, and we have expressions of each of those tonight. Ireland is arguably the birthplace of whiskey, dating as far back to circa 1000 AD, when monks modified Middle Eastern perfume distilling techniques into a drinkable spirit they called whiskey which is Gaelic for the Latin phrase aquavitae, meaning water of life. Between the early 1400s, when the first written records of whiskey appeared, and the mid-1700s, whiskey distilling was freely permitted and taxed by the British crown only voluntarily. But in 1761, all that changed, requiring distilleries to register and giving rise to illegal poochine, basically Irish moonshine, which became so popular and so widespread that it was cheaper than bread. In the late 18th century, the British government corrected course, making distilling less restrictive and the illegal trade nearly vanished. However, an additional tax on malted barley inspired the distinctly Irish product known as single pot still, Hmm. which I'll get to, and helped Irish whiskey become the dominant whiskey style in the world during the 19th century. So much so that when distillers in the U.S. began making whiskey, they spelled it with an E-Y like the Irish do instead of with just a Y like the Scottish do. Unfortunately, the 20th century saw a sharp decline caused by three main things. The surge in popularity of scotch, the invention of the column still, which could produce higher volumes, causing some distillers to favor quantity, over quality. And Ed, our favorite boogeyman here at the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. Prohibition. <laughs> Prohibition. Which cut off the second largest market for Irish whiskey in the world practically overnight. The consolidation of Irish whiskey was so complete that even by as recently as 2010, there were only four distilleries producing whiskey in Ireland. 
three of which had consolidated operations under one umbrella called Irish Distillers Limited, which is your Jameson, your Powers, and Redbreast, and a bunch of others. Today, however, there are 40 distilleries, with even more being planned and built. And they're collectively pushing innovations like using various types of wood for aging, different used barrels for finishing, Mm -hmm. cast strength expressions, and whiskeys with double-digit age statements. And this boom is real. Irish whiskey sold over 13 million cases in 2021, 5.9 million in the U.S. alone, a 17.8 increase just from 2020, Mm. which is more growth in one year than Scotch achieved in the past 10 years. Impressive. And some analysts predict that Irish whiskey may overtake Scotch in the U.S. whiskey sales in as little as eight years well, interesting yeah can so I, I went go we, ahead can i be clear about one thing yes ireland is an island yes not a country it's on my island okay <laughs> there's two countries that are on the island of ireland the republic of ireland and then north ireland which is actually part of the united kingdom correct and to your point the three distilleries that consolidated under one the one that was left out was the northern ireland distillery Bushmills. Yeah. And, yeah uh, was, so that's the fourth one. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Interesting. So there's four types of Irish whiskeys, and then we can finally get to drink. <laughs> Single pot still. So this is the one I mentioned is uniquely Irish it's because of that tax on malt. So this is a mix of malted and unmalted barley mm. distilled in a pot still and produced at a single distillery. And we have one tonight. Single grain, a mash of different grains, typically corn and malted barley distilled in a column still and produced by a single distillery. We also have one of those. I was going to say we have to with the odds odds we have. A single malt, a mash of 100% malted barley distilled in a pot still and produced by a single distillery. We have Have one one of of those. those And blended, a blend of any of the previously mentioned styles in a variety of combinations. And we have two of those (laughs) tonight. Is Powers one of them? Um, Powers is the pot still. Okay. Yeah. So Writer's Tears is Copper Pot. That's that's not a pot still? Right. So they call it Copper Pot. And that's going to be the first one we taste. Yeah. Because everything that in it is produced in a copper pot, but it's because it's blended, oh. it's not called a pot still. Mm. All right, Got so, it. So I have one paragraph about the distillery and one paragraph about the whiskey itself. Established in 1999 uh, by husband and wife Bernard and Rosemary Walsh, Walsh Whiskey is leading the Irish whiskey renaissance. Its exclusive premium and super premium triple distilled craft Irish whiskeys, Writer's Tears and The Irishman, are both critically acclaimed and internationally adored. Walsh Whiskey creates contemporary innovations and expressions for the pleasure of palates of a new era, using the backdrop of time-worn recipes from Ireland's golden era of whiskey distilling, with a philosophy anchored in their family's motto of never say die. Their resilient attitude, along with passion, innovation, and attention to detail, drives the Walsh family's dream to create a legacy of whiskey excellence. Palates of the New Era sounds like a rock band. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Hello, we're Palates of the New Era. Fuck the Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, the Queen. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. The Queen's here. Sorry, the Queen. Sorry, the Queen. She has a name. Uh, Does she? The. (laughs) First name, the. Last name, Queen. So, like, so what it seems to me is this: um, we are not abused. Hey, Sinead O'Connor, can we drink yet or what? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. The the, wa- <laughs> the Walsh whiskey seems to me like a barrel. They're like okay. the barrel craft spirits of Ireland. Right, okay. So the, the whiskey oh. itself, uh, 19th and early 20th century, was a golden era for both Irish whiskey and Irish novelists, poets, and playwrights. Ireland was the leading whiskey producing nation in the world and the birthplace of some of literature's greatest giants, including George Bernard Shaw, Oscar Wilde, W. B. Yeats. James Joyce, Samuel Beckett, and Bram Stoker, who would take refuge... Oh, who, Captain, my Captain. That was Walt Whitman. Who would take refuge... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Yates. No, that was, was... My bad, go on. Who would take refuge in their local public houses, draw inspiration from their observations of daily life, and enjoy in the comfort of their favorite dram of whiskey. Sometimes 
too much. Mm. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> Little did anyone realize that the partnership between Scribe and Whiskey would fade away almost entirely over the century that followed until now. Writer's Tears Whiskeys aimed to recreate the feel and flavor of the fabled 19th century whiskey that fueled a generation of writers who, as legend had it, drank so much of their beloved drams that when they cried, they cried tears of whiskey. Well, wow. that would burn. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. I've seen this one for years and have never tried it. Yeah. I wanted to. I don't know how I haven't. So it's really a nice treat. Did Gabe bring this one? Uh, he did, but yeah. I actually bought it for him. Yeah, this, this <laughs> was, was gifted and it's coming back home. Right. It was a, it's a boomerang. It was purposeful. <laughs> a boomerang. <laughs> Always self-serving, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm a self-serving bitch. Mm. I smell apples and grapes. Apples and grapes. Yeah, light fruit. Mm. It smells so good. Remember, everybody, in the neat glass, you want to get your nose in the center of the cylinder. Mm. Man, a lot, a lot a of lot. chewy caramel yeah, on the says, nose. Yeah. Oh, caramel. Very yeah. nice. I'm getting like a candy apple. It starts Sorry. with malt, Absolutely. though. There's definitely malt right in the beginning, though. Yeah, definitely malt. Malt, too. And that apple smell. Yes. Yes. Like, the apple is so loud on the is. nose. Yeah. Right. yeah, so this is a blend. 40% single pot still and 60% single malt. Pot. I just tasted it. Yeah. And I, I don't think I've had a whiskey in a long time where the, the nose translates directly onto the palate. Like, absolutely everything oh I God. smell. Yeah. Crazy. Tastes like a, wow. a sweetened green apple. Mm-hmm. It, I was going to say, yes. the initial taste was wow. a, a green apple Jolly Rancher on mm-hmm. the tip of my tongue. I was going to say that, but I couldn't get out the word Jolly Rancher. <laughs> it, <laughs> I was going to say it, candy. Oh, it's quite good. It's perky. Like sweet cinnamon, too. Like, like a cinnamon roll. There's like a little cinnamon. spiciness at the end. Yeah. yeah. It says hi. It gives you a fine, how do you do? Almost like an apple pie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that, might be, that might be better than cinnamon. Nice apple pie. Fun, maybe just, more just like out of the oven, like sitting an, on the windowsill. Oh, yeah. my God. With a scoop of ice cream on top. Oh, God. <laughs> Going oh out. I'm tasting all that. Slow down. <laughs> and then it's dripping from the spoon oh, because, wow, wow, like, wow. the vanilla is, right. you know, interlocking with the caramel. Oh. And they're just oh. oozing down the side. Oh, my God. Oh my God. We have four more whiskeys after this. We might not make it. <laughs> like, we might like, be spent. I feel like a dirty pastry chef. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just dribbles down the side of your mouth. I'll you, mode oh, my Jesus. ass. <laughs> Wow, that can be arranged. <laughs> that was hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, this is really good. Is wow, really I'm really, really impressed with this. And what did this cost a bottle? Like $14. I think it was like $14. $14 is <laughs> this Boone Farm? I'm going to say it was like 38 <laughs> Oh, wow, that's really affordable. Yeah, it, it's really it's, nice. Uh, it's approachable. Yeah. It's not overly uh, priced. It's good stuff. This is their lowest expression. They have a bunch of others, uh, which we'll get to, but we can do the tasting notes first. Yeah. So what it says that we should taste is on the nose, malt, caramel, vanilla bean, toffee, fruit, oily spice, dollar to Gabe. The palate, once again, malt, caramel, toffee, fruit, vanilla, dynamic, dark sweets, creamy vanilla, and some copper with mm. a bit of lemon and hazelnuts. Mm. The person says, I'm a bit surprised by the richness. Fair enough. It's very, very flavorful. For an 80-proof whiskey, it's just delicious. And the finish should be a medium fade of malt, cinnamon oil. There's cinnamon. Toffee, vanilla, and fruit. I like cinnamon oil. I've never put that together. No, I never did And I don't think that Gabe gets a point for cinnamon oil. No. He doesn't get money for that. He has not. (laughs) It's it's oily mouthfeel that he gets a. Right. Well, I'll call a copyright office tomorrow. Oily. Not oil. Right. As long as it's not an oily bohunk. Mm. She's marrying an oily (laughs) bohunk. Married. I don't even know what that means. So is this um, 16 candles? 16 candles, yeah. Married. <laughs> the spiky hair that yes. was all, yeah. Wanky, my Yankee, Donker need food. <laughs> <laughs> you sound just like the Uncle Scott laughing at him. <laughs> 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 hey, Grandpa, there's a Chinaman on the lawn. You <laughs> <laughs> couldn't put that in a movie nowadays. No, you oh, couldn't. N- nor on a podcast, what we just did. <laughs> yeah, we just did. 
Sorry, China. We, we, no, we're not. And, and men. Well, sorry, Chinese men. We're quoting a movie. Well, quoting we, a movie. Yeah, that's true. We literally have no idea if we listen to in China because they block all kinds of stuff. Well, in yeah, China. Right. any kind of well, fun. You, we have you, no you, listens. China. So to our would-be sponsors, we are huge in China. <laughs> Just like how Ed is huge everywhere. Yeah, literally His everywhere. Heart. Yes. <laughs> Except for that five-hour energy bottle in his pants. <laughs> see, I see. I was trying to distract from that. Well, that was the right. other. That was the other short oh, section wow. comes out after this one. Oh, so. well, damn it! <laughs> Usually, I let my eighteen-inch dildo distract from that. Oh, no, wow. wow, that Hello. is too much. Here, look over here. Excuse <laughs> me while I whip this out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next whiskey. Okay. <laughs> I cheated okay. and spelled the slain. I'm going to tell you right now. Completely different. Now go, Scott. Okay, so the story of slain Irish whiskey begins at famous, famous slain castle. Flamous. Flamous. Famous? That's how famous it is. It's, it's, it's on, on fire. fire. Ow! <laughs> on fire! Fire! Which actually kind of fits in oddly. Famous Lane Castle. Jesus. No. <laughs> Go. Dude, why do you fit in so oddly? I don't know. It's I don't like, know. Fuck it. I, I just fit in oddly. <laughs> fuck around corners, bitch. Like, yeah, no. they got pills for that. Damn. Wow. Damn. That went like so <laughs> So far right. Yeah. Go on, Scott. I only said like eight words, so I'll start over. <laughs> the story so will we. <laughs> <laughs> the story of Slain Irish Whiskey begins at famous Slain Castle, located in the Boyne River Valley, which has been owned by the Cunningham family since 1703 and has been one of the world's most famous live music venues since 1981. Alex Cunningham, co-founder and global brand ambassador of another Irish whiskey brand in Australia and later founding member of the Irish Whiskey Association, Alex returned to Ireland in 2008 to develop and launch Slane Castle Irish Whiskey nice. with his father, Henry. After two years of careful construction and renovation, the original stable of Slane Castle was transformed into a bona fide distillery. In 2015, the brand was bought by Brown Foreman. Unbelievable. So... Slane Triple Cask has a unique signature aging process that takes place in, you guessed it, three casks. The first is a virgin American oak barrel with a medium char and heavy toast, which was handcrafted at the Brown Foreman Cooperage right. in Louisville, Kentucky. Sure, well known. The second is either an ex-Tennessee whiskey barrel or an ex-bourbon barrel, also produced at the Brown Foreman Cooperage. So it's safe to assume a lot that, of Jack Daniels. <laughs> that these barrels once contained either Jack Daniels or Woodford Reserve. And finally, the third barrel is an ex-Oloroso sherry cast from Jerez de la Frontera, Spain. (laughs) The contents of all three barrels are carefully mingled together to create a consistent and unique whiskey. That's the same barrels that Sexton uses, right? Yes, the sherry barrels, yes. Mm -hmm. And they technically call this an Irish whiskey? It's a blended Irish whiskey. The barrels that are from the States. The whiskey is sourced from Ireland. The whiskey is Ireland. Not even sourced, they make it. Made, yes. But the barrels are from Brown Foreman, yeah. And the Oloroso in Spain. Wow. Okay. If you say so. All right. Well, so it, Irish whiskey rules are pretty lax. If it's produced in Ireland and aged in Ireland for three years, you can call it an Irish whiskey. All right. What are you smelling? <coughs> very different from the other one, right? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. It, very subdued. I agree. It's not as prominent on the nose as the writer's tears was. A little oaky. Mm-hmm. I'm getting 1985 Trans Am burning <laughs> rubber. <laughs> In the middle of a road, are you? Somebody is pouring alcohol at the same time. Oh, interesting! Very interesting. strong alcohol. I get some fruit. Yeah, but it's very yeah. subtle. And I tell you, without the neat glass, I don't think I'd be smelling anything. Yeah, yeah. this is really light on the nose. Yeah, it is light. Uh, and there's with, some with, sweet, right? There is a little bit of sweet. Like yeah, a, like a maybe a like a caramel or vanilla. I'm not sure. Like a fruity sugar it's on the on the taste. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting the cheap maraschino cherries. Oh, but not not I mean not 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 disparagingly. No, I got you. But it, yeah. it was that that sugary, you really know, w- sweet, w- like like candy cherry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 
So yeah. let's see. Yeah, so since we're not getting much on the nose, let's go ahead and taste it. Mm. I already did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it's very drinkable. Very, very, very light. Ooh. Got a little burn at the, little burn, Ooh, it does. Burn at the end. It kind of burns, yeah. kind of burns my lips. Really? It reminds yeah. me of a lemon. Oh, like a citrusy. Yeah. yeah, just very sour at the end is what I'm getting. Oh, wow. I, I actually thought the brighter shares a little more burn, and this one is smooth to me. I'm not sure why you're getting more burn than... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I thought the writer's tears was completely smooth Ed? and uh, tastes like apples and apple pie. This kind of... Um, this, is, this is more uh, subtle. Th- no, for me, I'm getting the opposite, sort of. like This definitely tastes like a whiskey. Yeah. This is kind of in your, in a little bit more in your face. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. because Along like, the lines of like a bourbon, maybe. M- more like a scotch. Mm. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm getting that. It's, I agree. Um, I mean, it's not as light and fruity as the writer's tears, yeah. but it does have a bit of a peaty smokiness, a light... Lightly. Light kick to it. Let's yeah. be clear. This is still a very complex whiskey. For it's tw- good. For it's $27 or whatever. Completely different than the writer's tier, which is much sweeter and fruitier. And for someone who mm. wants something with a little bit more of a... More of a punch. Earthiness to it. it. Is. Yeah. yeah. A more, yeah, definitely more earthy qualities to it. It's definitely more oaky, and I guess that's the triple cask. And when you buy something right. called triple cask, you're going to have to expect that. Yeah, there's right? a lot of oak. <laughs> there is a lot of oak. Dre, what, what do we think? Yeah, Dre, do you like this one better than the writer's tears? No, no way. No. no. There's no yeah. way. I've already given mine, Ed. <laughs> yeah, I'm already drinking Chavon, so. It's a Chavon pour out for sure. It, you know what, Dre? <laughs> yeah, just, Dre, you don't have to finish it. No. I, I just took a nice, hefty sip. Yeah. I got a lot of sweet, deep yes. cinnamon. There is, when you search for it, some spiciness on the finish, some baking spices. I absolutely can I'm going to tell that. you, a lot of people will like this one. A lot of scotch drinkers. So what yes, you were saying before is, yeah. is that yeah. you were afraid that yep. some of these might drift towards scotch. This one drifts a little bit, but not in a bad way for me. I might want a drop or two of water in here to help mm. open this up because mm. we don't have any water No, we out. don't. God damn it. Yeah, Ed, you're not a, a, a scotch guy. You're not a big smoke fan, but this has a, a uh, sweet yeah. smokiness but to it. But it's subtle. It's not, that's not bothering me at all. I have to tell you, I'm yeah. not. This, this is a good uh, gateway to... It just ruined it for me that the first Thank one was you. so sweet and green apple and this is just not that type of a whiskey. It's nothing bad. I think for the money, Slings is a very complex Irish whiskey. The more I drink it, the more I'm digging it. I'm liking the late cinnamon on my tongue. Yeah, yeah. This is certainly more complex, I think. You really have to try hard to taste what you right. want in it. But I think if you do, it sort of rewards you. It's not as easy drinking as the writer's tears. Mm. It sounds weird, but I would like the writer's tears late in the evening. And I think I'd like to start my day of this. Like, this is like a start your day whiskey for me. Like, so we're 9, 10 in the morning. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do I say something? No, do no, I not say something? Right. <laughs> no, like, seriously, like, over the cornflakes. Right, no, like, like, no, but like, like my first drink of the evening, I think I'd choose this over the writer's tears because it's a little bit less sweet and a little more dense. Yeah. And then, like, when I want to just have a little bit more of a after dinner flow, I think mm-hmm. I would do writer's tears. All right, so I have a fun fact about Slane. What's that, Scott? <laughs> well, I mentioned in the distillery history that they had concerts there. So the fun fact is that U2 recorded their fourth studio album, The Unforgettable Fire, at Slane Castle. Mm, wow. Great album. Yeah, and the concerts I mentioned have hosted the likes of not only U2, but also Bob Dylan, Carlos Santana, Van Morrison, Queen, David Bowie, The Rolling Stones, Guns N' Roses, Oasis, The Foo Fighters, The Red Hot Chili Peppers, and the number one metal band of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, Metallica. Yeah! Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates. Sorry. Metallica! (laughs) That's it. (laughs) (laughs) But putting some water in this, right? Yes. I mean, three drops. Literally, Literally, Opens up everything. It opened it up so much. We went from Trans Am, you know, fire burning tires to To, to nice, soft, and leathery taste. Oh, yeah. What kind of car did it come into uh, after that? 
Chrysler Cordoba. No, we, I'm not going to say. With like, the rich I'll say um, uh, Toyota. We went to a nice uh, upgraded Wait Toyota. No. Sorry, no, no. You, you, you went, you went no, from a, an American we went, muscle we went car to. Toyotas uh, last, okay? We, well, <laughs> they last a long time. Yeah. They do last a very long time. Yeah. So I would probably say Oops. like a like a Lexus okay. SUV. There you go. You now know, we're stepping it up. And yeah. it's just, there's Out. no burn. It's just the smell of nice, soft he- leather. Heated leather seats. Yep, that's cruise it. Cruise control. Yeah. Four-wheel drive. <laughs> All right. So uh, what's the tasting notes for these? Right. So the nose for the slain triple cask was complex fruit, drizzles of caramel, butterscotch, and vanilla with hints of spice and toasted oak. The palate is spicy at first, but quickly sweetened with rich caramel, vanilla, and butterscotch. I mean, all that very subtle. I would agree. Spicy at first. Yeah. And then uh, the rest of them, like you said, subtle. And then atop a deep layer of dried fruit. Dried fruit, I can see. Kind of like dried like cranberries and stuff like that, where it has that burst of flavor, but it's not like a fresh, sweet, sugary fruit. It's right. like a, like a, a, like a dried the, fruit. The finish is lingering, <laughs> dick, lingering hints of dry fruit, caramel wood. And sugar. Mm. And I definitely taste the oaky wood notes. It on is it. woody. That's what she said. Ah, Hello. Set you up for that one. <laughs> Swing away. Siobhan knocks it out of the park. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think as we come through the first two of five, we have two Irish whiskeys, same proof, that are completely different yeah. than the way they hit your palate and the way that, that they drink. Couldn't be more different. Honestly, and I think that was really interesting. And both will be somebody's favorite. Like, I think if we brought 100 people in here, 50 would go to one, 50 yeah, would go to the I, other. I, I agree. One's got to be somebody's favorite. <laughs> One's got to be somebody's favorite. <laughs> to be honest, I, I went and looked at the bottle. I was kind of surprised. Gabe, wait, the crickets aren't done. Wait, oh. <laughs> well, you can edit it. You can pause it. I was surprised it was only uh, 80 proof. I thought it'd be a little higher. It tastes higher than 80 proof. Right? It does. Yeah. yeah. It definitely yeah. does. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. 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 Dig. Now it's Fargo. Yeah. 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 I'm cooperating here. He's cooperating. funny looking. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We got all the Coen Brothers movies tonight. <laughs> I know. Oh, Arizona on the short, which yeah. you'll hear later. And then we got the uh, Fargo going. Let's see how many we can all get right. into. Listen, tonight. we got to wash these glasses yep. and uh, put some music on and come back with three more. Yeah. We're back. We've cleaned the glasses. We've poured the next two whiskeys, and Scott's going to tell us where we're moving to next. Yeah, so we're going to do the Glendalough double barrel. Yeah. Glendalough. It's a Tara pronunciation on that. Tara, oh, Tara, right. <laughs> oh, we've never mentioned Tara on the podcast. We'll, well, have, to, it's a deep, we'll have to come back to right. that. Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Okay, right. so <clears throat> the Glendalough double barrel distillery, quick story, from their website. In 2011, after many an evening's banter and debate over why there weren't more craft distilleries in Ireland, five friends with a mutual love of Irish whiskey and their home country's lure and legend convinced each other to leave the safety of their day jobs, head into the mountains, and take a chance on something more meaningful. Together, they built a distillery near their favorite spot in those mountains, Glendalough. 
thus becoming one of the first craft distillers in Ireland. Located in a narrow glacial valley in the Wicklow Mountains about an hour south of Dublin, Glendalock is Gaelic for a glen of two lakes, and County Wicklow, in which the valley is situated, is known as the Garden of Ireland, one of the most visited scenic attractions in the country. The whiskey itself, this double barrel, is aged twice in barrels from far sides of the world. The flavors are a game of two halves. Resting our column-stilled grain whiskey in American oak bourbon barrels for three years brings sweet honey and smooth vanilla notes, laying down the foundations of the flavors. Then we finish the spirit in Spanish oak Oloroso barrels, which layer on dried fruit and nutty flavors, creating a truly lovely, light, and drinkable whiskey that's also complex with a depth of flavor beyond its years. So this one, as opposed to the two blends we had before, is a single grain Irish whiskey. Uh, the mash bill is not disclosed, but the grains included are corn and malted barley. So it's possible that if this were made in America, it could be a bourbon. Well, it smells nothing like the first two. It's unbelievable. It is strange. Oh, yeah. It smells like my grandma's perfume. It's Ooh. got a perfumey there's a, note there's to a it. Good if your grandma's an Irish alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> smells like grandma. No, that's she just bush mills. <laughs> <laughs> Her grandma probably doesn't listen to this, probably. Probably, <laughs> probably. I'm getting a little, almost like a leather, like a light leather uh, scent. Yeah. So it smells like super flowery. It is. It, yeah. it does smell super flowery. It's got, it's got a bit of a, like yeah. a honeysuckle or clover, summery, grass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Field smells. Like a summer's. Like a, like summer's a summer's spring. Eve. Yeah. Mm. Summer spring, that's what I'm going to call it. You summer breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel fine. Throw and feel the jasmine of my mind. Um, there's no age statement, but it has to be at least three years. The proof is 84. Wow. Price is, again, around $30. Do they have any upper expressions? Glendalough? They do. Though a double barrel for 30 seems incredibly cheap. They have a triple barrel. Oh. And they have a pot still. So their triple barrel is about 40. Their pot still is about 60. And they have five different single malts. I'm getting back on the nose again. Uh, okay. I, I, you're probably not going to like appreciate this or like this, but okay. I'm getting a white chocolate. You're right, I don't like <laughs> Also crickets. <laughs> yeah, we don't like that. I've been, I've been nosing it for five minutes here, and it's just something about it I can't put my finger it's on. It's like an earthiness or a floral, leathery. It's, it's a spring morning. I don't get a I lot get... of sweet on it. No, um, I'm not getting any sweet. And there's an off-putting thing on the finish I can't put my tongue on, I guess. There are, there are, it sounds like you're walking through a cow pasture. And hoping you don't step Right, that, that's, that, that sweet smell what of cow I, dung. What am I smelling, though? There's something really prominent on the smell that I'm getting on the finish. It's just like it smells a little bit like what I think what Siobhan was smelling in the last one. It smells a little rubbery. Mm, that's like a vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, after the car's done peeling out and it stopped. Yeah, but the tire still smells. But you can still smell. It's the like tire. a cold vinyl at this point. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. a cold 1985. Cold rubber. Cold rubber. I don't it, like it. It's artificially sweet. Are I don't we like it. it. Are we tasting it? Did, did you taste it? I did. Yeah, I just tasted it. I don't like it. Wow. It's, Wait, uh, we hadn't tasted it already. I was. Oh no, you, we were on the nose, bro. No wonder you can't help me. Oh, no. <laughs> how long are we gonna smell this thing for? We've been at it for like seven minutes. You just went right into it. Right into it. Me and Dre are done it. We're already nosing the second one by now. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is another one that tastes a lot better with like a couple drops of water. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's everyone. Put some drops right. of water. But there's a chemical taste to which I don't understand why you would allow this to be in your whiskey. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. I don't understand yeah. Right. Why, if you're creating this, you would be like, okay, it tastes a little chemically and vinyly. Let's keep that. Of course. All right. So what they say you should smell. Yeah. Go ahead. Is rich, warm, dark fruit lye, cherry, raisin, fig. Yeah. Okay. Christmas pudding. Mm. Floral notes okay. with lemongrass, which yes. is the closest thing that yes. we've got. Right. Yes. Citrus and a touch of nutmeg. Mm. Mm. 
So the lemongrass and the floral notes is probably what I'm smelling the most but, of yeah, that. Yeah, There's always dark fruit somewhere if you hang out long enough. Plus rubber and leather. <laughs> right. So the palate is, uh, oh, you didn't really tell me what you're tasting, so you can tell me if you mm. want. I am tasting some sweet stuff, but it's really hard to get through because of all the chemical yeah. taste. Chemically lemon. It's clemony. It's, it's it's very artificial lemony. Like the thing that I will not right. eat. I will eat lemons, but I won't eat like artificial yeah. like lemon. I, I, I'm getting right. that, that and that's weird what I'm getting from it. Citrus yeah. kind of thing yes. now, yeah. and it could not, be you putting it in my head, but like I'm kind of getting that. Well, put, I even put the water in it, and it still has mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I think that it, taste. I think it accentuated it yeah. with more the water. Aftertaste lingers too. Yeah, yeah. and not too long. and not nicely. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. Wow, I'm really disappointed in this. Yeah. I chose this because it was an up and coming distillery, and this is. Definitely the worst whiskey we've had tonight. Oh, by far. We're not yeah. making any friends at the Glendalock, but that's their <laughs> no. fault, not ours. Right. So they say the palate is sweet and smooth with butterscotch, honey, peppercorn, dried fruit, maraschino cherries, and brown sugar, and I'd taste None 10% of that. of that. I mean, peppercorn. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. yeah the peppercorn is definitely there. The, f- the sweetness here is really just basic sweetness. Yeah. Just like a... Bottom line. Yeah, just... Baseline. Finish just a sugar. Yeah, go a, ahead. Is ginger spices what? with a, a touch of almond and earthiness. Earthiness. Nah. I got the and, earthiness. And I think I can, I can probably come <laughs> around to the taste of a ginger. Oh, but ginger has citrus flavors too. Yeah, that, must be, the, right, that must be what you're getting. Maybe. Um, like a chemical yeah. ginger. And you know what it is? It could be the combination yeah. of that and the peppercorn and they're just carrying yeah. each and other. And that's just a weird combination. Yeah. I can do with ginger if it's like a if she's cute. I you know? knew it. <laughs> you know, I knew there was not going to be yeah, any That's another podcast referring then. to the actual drink. Well, we've already beat this one to death. I mean, <laughs> no, we, I have nothing no, else good to say. Ed didn't like it, so we're moving on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is uh it's just not there. I am getting actually It isn't. And 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 to be fair, uh, even though I just called Ed out on it, uh, none of us like really like no, right. no, it's no. like the whiskey. Hate is a strong word, but don't like is what I'm at. I yeah. don't like it. And wow. I don't like it either. Yeah. I, I finished mine because I was really trying to fight for it. But <laughs> so let's go to the next one, which is Powers Three Swallow. Powers Three Swallow, which I'm really excited or, to taste. Right. <laughs> Scott said it during the week that if I put my whiskey out, it would be called a one swallow because of how fast I drink. It's Ed's one swallow bourbon, everybody. <laughs> Ed's one swallow. No matter how big the glass, it's one swallow. <laughs> <laughs> One gulp, really. Yeah, I guess. it's like buttery. Mm, the smell on this is really nice. All right, so we talked about the Powers Distillery way back in episode mm. six, but yada, very, yada, yada. very brief recap from Flaviar.com. In 1791, a Dublin innkeeper named James Power decided to take some of his profits and start his own distillery, and thus the Johns Lane Distillery at Thomas Street was born. The company grew, and soon John's son joined the family business, Mm. and the official name became John Power & Son. In 1886, Powers was one of the first distilleries in the world, and the first in Ireland to start bottling their own spirit, as up until then, whiskey was sold by the casks. After that, they innovated more and expanded further to become the most popular whiskey in Ireland. Can you imagine if we had to buy by the cast now? Wouldn't that be awesome? I know. I, I hey, dude, awesome. just, just like a 60-gallon barrel yeah. in the corner. Hey, that's wood for right over there if you want some. $700. Thank you. Gabe rolls his knob creek down the road. Wait, I'm coming. <laughs> he right. runs on top of it like a circus act. <laughs> like a dancing bear. Like a Russian dancing bear. You mean a Ukrainian dancing bear? So, Thank you. Wow. Yes, I do. Fair enough. Um, so this whiskey is uh, not from a new distillery, obviously. A nudist distillery. <laughs> I, I heard that too. I, heard. <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, wait a minute. That sounds wow. dangerous with all the hot liquid flying around there. Wow. <laughs> hot liquid in a nudist colony. Uh, hot liquid. That was my disco name in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> my disco band is hot liquid. 
Now opening for ABBA. Hot liquid. <laughs> All right, so you'll be surprised to know how recent this expression is. So it's yeah. an old distillery, but this was released in October of 2015. It's a modern expression of what the original Powers family whiskey tasted like back in the days of the old Johns Lane distillery. The name comes from a Powers family tale of a trio of coachmen in their employ who would fill a small flask of Powers whiskey when preparing for a long trip. Before embarking, they would each take a swallow, just enough to give them a boost without interfering with their job. Sure. Also, in a bit of cheeky wordplay, there are three swallows, the bird species, on the label. Hmm. So they're playing around with your expectations nice. there. Nice. Uh, this is a single pot still Irish whiskey. So it's a blend of 100% malted and unmalted barley. This is the one that's the uniquely Irish right. expression. It is 86.4 proof. This is so different on the nose than oh, much better. the last two, actually. This smells a bit like the writer's tears. Yeah. I, yes, I'm getting it, apple. Yes, yes. yes. Definitely yes. the apple's back. I get a little banana. No, yeah, absolutely with banana. Me on that? Absolutely. Like a, like, a, like a cooked banana? Yes. Yes, okay. I'm getting... Actually, no, I get plantains. Sorry. I just said that. Oh, did you? Yes. <laughs> Here, here's me being specific. If you've got a Entenmann's oh. pecan Danish ring with a glazed white topping... Damn. You should apply for... a job at barrel craft spirits <laughs> and by the way getting back to your the backstory of the uh, origins of this yeah nothing is more poetic than writing about driving drunk <laughs> be it a stagecoach or anything like that. let's tie one on before we take a nice long trip it's basically what it's named after <laughs> driving drunk the more i smell it it yeah. smells like grapey Green. Oh, grapes Grape. okay yeah. i like grapey i was gonna I mean, say blueberries right. blueberries and bananas kind of cross over into really each other. yeah I've so i've never wow. noticed that no, well remember when we had the um bren yeah the french whiskey yes yep. that smelled like bananas but it also had a hint of blueberries to it yeah and i, I always kind of you know mash them together because blueberries and bananas in a smoothie Tastes fucking awesome. <laughs> Amen. All right. All right. So they have uh, roasted banana. Oh, cool. Toffee malt, <laughs> copper, roasted apples. Oh, wow. Um, marshmallows yeah. with bits of graham cracker and spice. I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. s'more. Yeah. Spot on. We're pretty close. It's a little bit of s'more without the chocolate. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's taste it. Yeah, okay. Oh. You know, similar to the first one, a lot of the nose came through on the palate. Mm -hmm. I'm getting the yes. roasted apples heavy. I like that. A lot of white grape. Yeah. Do you get any graham cracker? Grape. Let me see. Uh, yeah. Near the end of it, there's, uh, there's graham cracker there. This kind of tastes like the writer's tear to me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely similar. A lot, definitely, of, a lot yeah. of light fruit in that same. But this similar. one's a little bit more potent. Like, because it's got yes. six, six more points. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. this one, it has the smelling notes of the writer's tears. However, I don't think it comes through as strong as the writer's tears with yeah. flavor. Not the um, green apple. Right. To me, the writer's tears was great, but it was a little one note. Mm. This is a little bit more complex, and it has yeah. some of those aspects of it. Uh, but you're right, Siobhan. Yeah, I think it immediately reminded me of the writer's tears because of the smell. Yeah. But when you taste it, you should not expect the writer's tears taste no, at that's, all. That's true. They're but a little bit more subdued, and they're more lingered out. There's a bunch of other yeah. stuff if in their mixture. Can, right. What do you think about if you took whiskeys one and two and combined them together? I feel like that's similar to what I'm feeling. Mm. I would say that's mm. accurate. Yeah. Sure, yeah. It's a lot of fruit and a lot of spice put together. But there's nothing wrong with the first one. Writer's tears was delicious. Like there's it was. absolutely no, no reason not to pour that in your glass and just drink it down while you're thinking about what else I want to drink. 
Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a long finish for an Irish whiskey, too, because the uh, Irish whiskeys tend to just be very, very thin at the end, I think, a lot of times, especially the 80-proof ones, but true, this true. one stays there a bit. And this is what you said, an 86-proof? 86.4. Okay, yeah, a little stronger than your typical yeah. Irish. Yeah, yeah, and it tastes like it. Yeah, it, it does. It's, it's holding on. Ah. It really is. Yeah, this actually tastes, I would say, a little bit more like a 92 or something, a little bit yeah, stronger than 86. Yeah, it's got fire, like an 88. But, but wow, yeah. I really like this. I think what's crazy is I miss the finish of number one. It's mm. definitely not a sweet finish. It's Okay, it's not. The sweetness is in the front of this one, and then it gets complex, and then it just kind of finishes with like a little bit of a burn it, ending, but not I sweet. It's more of the finish of the slain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And the beginning of the writer Sears. Yeah. yeah. Very good whiskey, though. I will say, once you add the water to it, you get your writer's tears tastings. Oh, oh. yeah. Because it, it, it beats like it the... More. You did. Yeah, I didn't get more of that. Yeah. I got more of the... I think you put it in the wrong one. I got... Well, <laughs> I did get confused for a second. But um, let me let me try it again. <laughs> to, Maybe to quote, I didn't put enough water. Maybe. Yeah, to quote Sammy Hagar, you're getting the best of both worlds. I did. So a little bit more water in it to it. Because I only put like two or three drops. Uh, right, but putting yeah. like six more? drops yeah. into uh, it, it does taste a little bit more like the writer's it tears. It does. Yes. But now you have the proof. Mm. Uh-huh. To, a little bit more substance Yes, to it. exactly. Yeah. It has mm. a little body, adi, adi. Oh, yeah. This is great. Like, I'm not wow. disappointed in this. No, not no, at all. I really enjoyed one, two, and four. Yes. All of them are drinkable. If someone gave them to me in a bar, so I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, let me have it. Was it writer's here? Sure, give it to me. Oh, what is that? Glenda? I don't need Glenda. Glendala. Glenda. I'm going off the uh, pronunciation Scott gave because he knows that I'm verbally challenged. So Ed, Ed and I have been big fans of Powers for a long time. Oh, yeah. And we did the gold label, of course, on episode six. This one was really good. They only have one more expression, and that's the John's Lane. I think we should seek it out and try it immediately yeah. because that is right supposed now, like, to be... Immediately. The liquor store is closed in a minute. <laughs> so it's aged 12 years. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like a million dollars. This one what's, was like rumored to be five to seven. Yeah. yeah. What, and and what, what's the price point on those two? Okay, let's see. Uh, so this one, I Ed, bought you the, bought this. I what bought it. it. I'm guessing high 40s. I feel like I ordered it on Flaviar, so I, I can't tell what the real price is. I think I got it for around 50? 50, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. 52, 50. maybe. Some, nothing crazy. The John's Lane is 80. Oh, wow. But regular powers is 38, 39. So it's about a $10, $12 uptick yeah. from that. Yeah, and that's oh, only yeah. like three or four years. Yeah, yeah I think I'd seek this one out as a uh, nice little surprise yeah, gift yeah, once in a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. I'd like to taste the writer's tears that we had against Green Spot because I feel yeah. like it's similar. So similar. And Scott and I have been on a mission this year to find what else can you drink and for stuff that's rare or overpriced. Not that Green Spot's overpriced, but 60 bucks is a lot of money for 80 proof whiskey. Yeah, so if Something tastes exactly like a 60 and it's 30. Yeah. Fucking let's go get it. Let's go get that. But how much did it cost you to find out how much you're going to be saving? Well, oh, that's thousands, true. Tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> right. You can't yeah. that in but the you're equation. winning, though. Yeah. You're winning. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> I'm winning. Okay, so we are going to clean the glasses one more time, come yeah. back with the... You featured whiskey of tonight. Yeah, the, the dingle. dingle single ball batch number four. <laughs> and we'll be right back. And we're back, and we're going to sit here, and we're going to try our fifth expression, the Dingle Single Malt from the County Curry. And I'm going to throw it back to Scott, and he's going to tell you all about it. End contractual obligation to Gabe. (laughs) Thank you, Gabe. (laughs) This is the Dingle 
single malt batch number four uh so uh, i have a paragraph about the distillery and a paragraph about the bottle the dingle whiskey distillery was conceived by three independent spirits mm. oliver hughes liam hart and peter mosley a trio of men who pioneered the irish craft beer scene in the mid-1990s but as their palates became more experienced to the taste of earth's wind and fire earth's no <laughs> earth wind and fire earth wind and fire <laughs> Earth's natural ingredients, their attention turned to whiskey, and then eventually distilling their own. And so it was that in the cold winter of 2012, after Ireland was just beginning to emerge from one of its greatest recessions in recent memory, the most significant event in the Irish whiskey industry in decades was happening, unbeknownst to many, in a tiny tin shed in the town of Dingle, where Oliver, Liam, and Peter's first casks were filled on December 18th of that year. Three years and a day later, they filled their first bottles. Their distillery was ready. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nothing to say yet. I, I haven't traced anything. I'm just listening. Yeah. Dingle. Dingle. Is at the very fringe of Europe. To oh. the west, there is nothing but the Atlantic Ocean for almost 4,000 miles. Wow. Which explains much about our whiskey. Mm. The mild marine microclimate speaks softly yet distinctly through the contents of this bottle. Mm. Dingle is where it's distilled, where it's aged, and where it's gradually realized. This is a whiskey with a true sense of place. And the particular character of each of our releases can never be replicated. Hmm. It's a snapshot of time. And our single malt batch number four is no exception. A marriage of three casks has resulted in a full-flavored yet harmoniously balanced mix of creamy vanilla sweetness from the bourbon and dried apricot and sultanas from the sherry and port. Dingle. Handmade character. Unique whiskey. From the edge. Wow. Just out there dangling. I know. I'm single. I like to mingle. I like to drink this whiskey with some Pringles. So you're saying this is like a coastal uh, distillery? I mean, it is. I'm, I'm getting the feeling this is going to be uh, very scotchy. Maybe. But, but wait, what Maybe. Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. All the bourbon and flavors you're saying, is that from the barrels it's finished in? Yeah, or? so there's three barrels. Okay. Ex-bourbon, ex-sherry, and ex-port. And ex-convicts. And ex-convicts. Right. They made the distillery. <laughs> no. Um, this is a single malt Irish whiskey, so it's 100% malted barley. It's the okay. only single malt we've had today. Uh, its proof is the highest proof we've had. It's 93. Wow. Mm, um, right. And this right. mash bill is the most like a scotch we've had. It yeah. is. It is. It was. It, this was a, the uptick expression. The other ones were all around 30 or $40. This one was 83 Right. Powers was wow. 50 but 83 Yeah. That's yeah. a lot for us to buy an Irish whiskey for that isn't named one of the spots. All right. For, <laughs> uh, but I do want to give a shout out to the Canals Bottle Stop over here in Malton. They have a really good Irish whiskey selection. So I bought all of these there. And uh, add your powers. I believe I got it from Flaviar. Awesome. They did actually have that there, though. Yeah. But, uh, if you hadn't already bought it, maybe I would have bought it, too. I would have saved me some money. Then I'll have to remember that next time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's smell it. Scotchy. It's really, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of peat right there. Mm-hmm. Not my brother. Thank God. <laughs> Not your brother, Pete. No, that smells completely I mean, different. to be honest, I'm not smelling peat. What I'm smelling is a lot of the malted barley. Right, That's, malt. Yes. And yeah. Dre's got caramel over here on her nose. Caramel, yep. Mm. Well, yeah. Ooh. Can you be more specific, Dre? What type of caramel are you tasting? We try to, just try to push people a little bit. It's a caramelized onion. A caramelized, caramelized onion. onion? See what that went? Wow. Mm. I mean, I can kind of see that because there's a little yeah. bit of savoriness on the Yeah, uh, no, I mean, nose. I actually, that is not a crazy, crazy thing. That's, that's not as crazy as Drea maybe thought it was, or maybe we thought it was when Drea no, said it. Right. No, right. no, that was, it's not nearly about to be cut like we thought it was going to be. 
Now I can't cut it because you made it funny. Yeah, there, there's fruits. Some, um, like, there's some earthiness there's, to this. There's a bit of apple. Sweet, I smell like sherry. The, I actually like, smell the sherry. Do you a smell bit. the sherry? Yeah, like, wine like a, influence. Maybe almost. a little maraschino cherry. Maraschino. Okay. All okay, right. like tropical fruits. I'm also smelling mm. like a mango. I get some type of like a, like a milk chocolate almost on the on the nose. You said there was a port finish in this as well? Yep. Okay, I'm, I'm definitely getting get some that. of the, the sour, deep um, portness. Yeah. I'm not sure the word I'm looking for, but there's a density in that smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think what they did was they took three portions of their single malt. They aged one in the bourbon, one in the sherry, and one in the port, and then mixed them together. Okay. okay. I mean, Ed, a little bit of chocolate. A little I, bit. Yeah, a little bit. On the nose, a little bit. Let's but, taste it if we're ready. Sure. I get, oh, oh I get wine notes on it. Ooh, that is that complex. This is definitely the most complex yeah. whiskey we've had tonight. Different. So on the finish, I get brown sugar, but initially, oh, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. But initially, I get like uh, I get a lot of barley spice, mm-hmm. a lot of hot cinnamon. Yeah, cinnamon. It, yes, definitely cinnamon. Oh wow, this is really fucking good. Ooh, lingering, oh lingering burn down the throat. It's imp- this, it's very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. And Ed, wow. you are right. This tastes exactly like a scotch. But. It's in the scotch that Ed deals with, like the yes. Abalore. You know, this tastes like a lot like the Abalore. Abuna tastes a lot like the Abuna. I was thinking the exact same, but thing. not as hot because that's like one twelve or one. Let's get some Abuna and try it. Oh, that's right, there yeah. isn't any because you drank it. Oh no, no, I think there might be a little bit left. Actually, I will, if you want to try that. That first sip took you on a journey. I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of uh, burnt cherry. Okay. Yeah, I get the cherry. I don't know about the burnt part. It's a, it's a deep, not that candy crap cherry. It's that good uh, Italian cherry. Mm. But, but it's. A, Are it's, you a good Italian cherry, Gabe? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> I am really not sure how to answer that. I try to be good. I end up failing quite a bit, but I like the way I taste, so I, I can relate to this. I'm not sure where I'm going. You're just going, dude. I'm going to put some water in this, and maybe it'll uh, bring some evil to me. Mm. Now, what did you just give us, Scott? S- splash of, of the Abalor Abuna. Oh, yeah. as a com- comparison? Yeah, yeah Am because... I to put water in it? Sure, absolutely. And you might want to, because it's very high proof. But oh, we, we tasted wow. a lot of notes wow. in this dingle <clears throat> in the Abalor Abuna. I have to tell you, they are very similar. It's just- really good. Adding water to the dingle kind of changed it like a lot. Good or bad? Um, <laughs> so I'm undecided. I like it better without it. Like okay. the original, it's so much better. Yeah. yeah are you guys getting any like uh, currants or raisin? raisins? Raisins, yeah. Yeah. White raisins? Yes. Like, yes. You mean game. golden raisins? What the, the hell go- is a white raisin? The golden raisins, yeah. Isn't that a currant? Go ask Isn't Alice. <laughs> Isn't it called a current? That's his peen. No, it's called a sultana, actually. Well, I'll go fuck myself. (laughs) (laughs) Jason, a white raisin is Gabe's peen when it's cold. (laughs) Wow. There's a new tasting note, isn't it? Oh, my God. It tastes like Gabe's penis in the the winter. Well, at least it looks like it, I think is what she was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no one's seen his penis. Let's let's (laughs) Well, you're talking about tasting it. On that note, okay, I'll finish this drink. Right, I mean, all right, so I think the difference between the two, the Abuna is really freaking potent. There's so much extra flavor oh, yeah. in there, but it is reminiscent of it. So the Abuna is 122.4 proof. Yeah, and it's about $12 more in price. Yeah, that's about 90 
If you were comparing the two, I mean, the Abelur is an absolute steal by at 90 if you're getting the Dingle for 83. But I really like the Dingle. I like the Dingle, too. I like the Dingle. I was really afraid. You know, you're always afraid to buy higher than $80 for a whiskey. Yep. Um, But I read up on this a lot. And the reason why I chose this is because we had all really lower expressions, except for the Powers, which is sort of a mid-range. Right. We didn't have a higher expression, so I wanted a higher one, and this is the one I chose just based on yeah. uh, the, the tasting notes and uh, what other people were saying online and the history of it. Any night where the highest tr- whiskey is 93 is a great night for us. Because yeah, right, so we don't get too extra. <laughs> like That'll happen later. <laughs> I mean, my God, we've had, in the Whiskey Madness, we had a bracket where everybody was over 120. I mean, my God. We did. Mm. I had to get two liver transplants that month. <laughs> Two. I thought you were gonna say you had to get two Ubers. No, I burned through the first. I burned through the first one in like nine days. I had to give me a second one. Good times. Nine days. Yeah, thank God that thirteen-year-old kid couldn't ride his bike properly. Oh, oh my God! Were you sitting on the seat or are you riding his pegs on the back? What? Wow! Kept mine in and just added his to mine like a booster. What is happening? To, to go what, what is literally to go along with all the wheels? Who let me sit off. next you to like this fran- I know. Right? <laughs> so, is, do you have like a Franken liver? <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, so the stingles—it's giving my like a my uh, tongue a like warm cinnamon hug. Yeah, let's see how we did on the taste of notes. All right, first of all, I'd just like to say that I, I support people who donate the organs, and that <laughs> oh I really God. didn't get a transplant. My liver's original; it's still fighting the good fight. Okay, good for now. Yeah. So the, taste, the, the, the tasty notes is right, whatever shreds are in there. <laughs> yeah, shreds. <laughs> Shrapnel. <laughs> so on a lighter note, mm. uh, the nose, a creamy mixture of chocolate and vanilla alongside Ooh. sherry, dried fruit, and toffee, mm. which goes to the caramel you were kind of mm, tasting. Yeah. Um, right. right. A combination of chocolate and vanilla. Yeah. Damn, I'm good. So a palate of distinct wine note with more vanilla, oak, dried apricot, Ooh. sultanas... Gabe. Gabe, a good a helping of malt. Yeah. The finish was ginger snap biscuits, dark mm. chocolate, and a hint of refreshing mm. citrus and New Jersey pork roll. <laughs> wow. No, I, made, I made it up. No, I know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, no At way. At least he said pork roll. Respect. <laughs> right, respect. <laughs> I, think, I think it's more like Taylor Hand. No, right, fuck I, the I Taylor Hand. Right, fuck get it. out. Get out. It, Siobhan's going to disagree. Everybody knows that North Jersey is right all the time, so it's Taylor Hand. So you guys it can, literally oh, package okay. says pork roll. No, it, you know what's funny? Is no one in North Jersey cares about anything people in South Jersey have to say. <laughs> so in their mind, in their crazy mind, mind it's it's just so isn't the packaging taylor's ham pork roll like isn't it that is. the packaging it is so it's, it's just what people call it, it. it that's yeah. all i don't i have no idea they're I didn't even both know there, on there actually. i didn't even know there was a fight i about know this. I, I had know. no idea i didn't either until i heard there was a fight and i was like oh god I, it sounds so ridiculous doesn't it so if you guys in other parts of the country maybe you have states where it's big enough to where there's a north and a south well new jersey isn't really that big but it's no. skinny so there is yeah. a definite north and a definite south so we just fight each other because North is influenced by New York. Right. And South is influenced by, by Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Right. So we just, it's Philly versus New York. Yeah, it's the whole unfortunately, thing. Yeah. yeah. But the uh, package just says Taylor pork roll. There's no ham anywhere on the label. Mm. They've just made that up. So like in back in the day, it could have been Taylor, Taylor Ham's ham. pork roll or something. And also, when have, you're thinking I of- have back in the day. Just oh, do you? Okay. It says 
John Taylor's pork roll. Is that really back in the day, or is that just one of the bigger packs? Wait, Taylor Hammer. All right, so Siobhan saw my deception. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know, I don't just look at pictures. You know, I analyze them. She analyzes. I'm always afraid to send. I, was, I, I swept like, it real quick so she couldn't get a look. <laughs> he zoomed in so far, like don't look at the corners. <laughs> he framed it just what he wanted Siobhan to see. Yeah. What about Canadian bacon? Um. What? <laughs> what is That's that? a whole other topic. Now that we're talking about meats in your mouth. Oh, oh my. Oh, wow. So, Dingle. <laughs> so back talking to about meat. <laughs> and meat. The other 59 countries that follow us don't care about our Taylor Ham discussion. <laughs> I know, right? It's so local. <laughs> yeah. But like 25% of the people who listen to us are Jersey, so oh, everyone's all arguing now. Yeah. We got everybody arguing. Please comment on which you think is the correct term. That's right. There you go. Email us at whiskeytangent. Yes. At gmail.com or our Instagram at Whiskey Tangent Podcast. Right. And For tell any, us what you feel about Scrapple. No. Oh, God. Don't fucking start with that. God damn it. It's the broccoli breakfast meats. <laughs> it's the broccoli oh, breakfast wow. meats. Wow. It's called the everything else breakfast. <laughs> right. Literally. So. Yeah. If you say pork roll, put you in the lottery for a free neat glass. And if you say Taylor Ham, you'll be in a lottery to go on a date with Siobhan. <laughs> it's a win-win. Because Siobhan won't argue about that with you. Right, because at least that'll be one thing you'll have in common. It'll be a breakfast date between 8 and 8.20. At a diner of Siobhan's specification. No, no, no. Yeah. At a counter in a diner. At a counter. At a counter in a, a diner. diner. Absolutely. Two seats apart. With a seat in between. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> with me sitting in the middle as a buffer. <laughs> so that's like two seats. That's like two seats hey, in between. Who are you? All right, so I just wanted to say that um, Dingle only makes single malts and single pot stills, and they've done six batches of the single malt. We only had batch four, right. but mm. six has come out. Yeah. And so they change up every single batch that they yeah. do yeah. with different finishes. Okay. So this one happened to have three, but some only have a, like okay. the six has a, like an old port. So that might be really interesting. I'm not going to pay $80 for it, right. but uh, <laughs> this is really good. It is. I, I, I yes. really like this. So what I want to do is just go around to everybody and just say, what's your favorite and least favorite? All right. So Gabe. Well, it's really hard to distinguish a favorite when you get the dingle with this malty, full feeling. Mm. You know, if I tasted this blind, I would have thought it would be some kind of scotch. Mm. It's it's very good. Very good. I, I like this. I, I did like the writer's tears. Yep. I thought the powers was good. I mean, mm-hmm. It's, it's really hard to put one as a favorite. Right now, the, the dingle is because the dingle's in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. And I'm, I'm really liking it. So. All right. Wow. So what was your worst? Uh, what was the uh, the big, fourth one, or the third Glen- one we did? The Glendalock. Since, yeah. since we all hate the Glendalock, I think we should have to pick a I, next one. I, okay. Your the second Glendalock l- yeah. smells like a boob job. <laughs> a silicone <laughs> implant. <laughs> oh, my God. What, what, what was our Take second one? Take that barrel. <laughs> what was our second one again? Uh, the second one was Slane. Slane. Wow. Well, that was good. To, uh, yeah. if you don't one, have once to again, it's like trying to pick your favorite kid. Right. So if you just want to say Glendalock was bad and the yeah. rest were pretty good. They all had their positives. Yeah, maybe I tried to do too much there. Just let's stick with the one that you hate the most. Okay, so uh, Siobhan, what was your favorite? My favorite was Writer's Tears. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it just had so much flavor to it. I really enjoyed it. It did. Obviously, it's very good. that's one that I would buy, um, which reminds me, I am running out of room on my little bar thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you got to drink more. <laughs> you would no. think that, that's probably the most classic Irish whiskey you would have. I'm surprised. Didn't you quit drinking for three days? <laughs> 
Oh, right. You were going to the straight edge for a while. <laughs> that, was, get- that was the April Fool's joke. Oh, oh, oh shit. That Was that on April Fool's? You gotcha. did that? Oh. She got you. Wait a minute. You mean Damn. to tell me that today is the ninth and you <laughs> did not realize that no, that was I just April- I didn't take it serious. I thought you were joking, but I didn't realize it was April. Yeah, but some things you don't care about. Okay. I, I missed it what day it was. It's okay. Don't worry about it. All right. So um, your worst one, the Glendalock. Uh, Glendalock. Besides the Glendalock. Yes. Maybe the Slain you didn't really care for? Yeah, the Slain I didn't care for as much. I mean, until I put the water in it. Once I put the water in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And until then, she drank the Glendalock. Then she's like, oh, wait, the Slain's was all right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, because like once you put the, the water in, they really smooth out and they really open up. Right. Um, so, I, I, you know, I enjoyed them. But the one that would actually get any of my funds would be uh, Rider's Tears. All right. So, Drea, how about you? I think the Powers 3 Swallow was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm. That's very good. That was yeah. my second. Yeah. And then Boob Job was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> boob Job. <laughs> Glenda Locke is Gaelic for Boob Job. <laughs> Clearly. Confirmed. <laughs> and, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, so, and Ed? Yeah, so for me, I think I would probably go with the Powers as my first, but the Dingle is really good. <sighs> really good. Yep. And I'm going to stay straight out. It's probably a better whiskey than the Powers 3 Swallow, but for my palate and what I enjoy, the Powers 3 Swallow is probably in my wheelhouse It's more. also $30 cheaper. Right. <laughs> That's another reason. I can have three bottles to two bottles. I so. mean, for the money, agreed. Yeah. And But the Dingle is so much better than I expected it from the smell. And it's not that it smelled bad, but it smelled scotchy but it really it's not a scotch it tastes very irish whiskey throughout there's some sweet notes to it that make you realize it's not a scotch or if it is a scotch it's a scotch that leans heavy towards irish you know right, right? it's it's definitely toward the like the spaceside scotches right. that you really enjoy right. yeah mm-hmm. So I like the Dingle. That's my favorite. The Three Swallows is absolutely, for the money, better than the Dingle, just because it's $30 cheaper. Uh, The Glendalock. Crap. God, it was really bad. I'm just so sad about it. (laughs) You were really looking forward to it. That's why. The Glendalock. I really was. And so if I have to pick a second one, it's the Slains, but the Slain is is, (laughs) not bad. It's not fair to the Slains. For $27, the Slains is delicious. No, we don't want to. No, no reason to disparage the Slains. Disparage the Slains, yeah. The Slains is sitting there with Sexton as one of the best value. You Irish sure. you- and I love the connection that it has to Brown Foreman. Absolutely. And, and the barrels and American and Tennessee whiskey. And, yeah. uh, it's not fair to put Slains against an $80 whiskey and a $50 whiskey and yeah. say, oh, it's not quite yeah, as good as that. No. Like, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, having been through this whole tasting tonight, Mm-hmm. For a while, I was kind of discounting the whole Irish whiskey. Yeah. This really goes to show you what is going on with the whole industry and the finishing, yeah. yep. the tasting, the proofing. I mean, you can't close your book on Irish whiskey because yeah. there's a lot out there that is a lot different, and I'm, I'm my eyes are opened. Yeah, 10 years ago. You had five Irish whiskeys. Irish whiskey was boring, yep. and now it's not. Yes. Yeah. And you guys should explore all the ones that yep. we said tonight, except for the Glendalough. <laughs> And others, just, yes, just to see how much you there. like it because it's yeah. really flavorful. If your taste buds tend towards scotch, there's right. a lot for you here. Right. Oh yeah. If they don't, get some of the eighty proof expressions. Get the writer's tears. If, if you're interested in the green spot, that's half the price, yeah. and it tastes about the same. Right. The writer's tears is, is a bargain too. I, I was really impressed with the writer's tears. I might get some other writer's tears stuff because, like I said, right. they're sort of the barrel craft spirits of Ireland. Right. Th- that's what they do. They source from other places and blend them together in interesting mm-hmm. expressions. I think overall this complete success. Well, yes. maybe not complete. Blend along. No, it's well, it was just it's a little complete. disappointing from what your expectations were going to be. Sure. But you discovered three other really great whiskeys. Four out of five whiskeys were yeah. in the oh, And, and, see, and then better. it was 30 yeah. something dollars. It was like you dropped 60 on it. No. So no, no, I, no. I'm not disappointed at all. It's exactly what we thought it was. Right. To me, anyway. Yeah. So thank everyone for coming. Drea, congratulations on your jacket. Welcome to the club. Yay. Thank you.
safe life in Virginia. Yeah, safe life in Virginia. We hope to see you again. Always. Ed, take us out. So we're a few weeks past the St. Paddy's Day. Yeah. But we wanted to, to bring the message home that Irish whiskey is up and coming and there's new expressions coming out monthly. And if you haven't revisited it in a while, because you're like, oh, I drank my Bushmills oh. and my Tullamore Dew and Jameson, I'm yeah. done. No, go back and take another look because every month there's some new distillery and the distilleries that are there are making new stuff. So for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. I'm Gabe. I'm Dre. And I'm Siobhan. Cheers, everybody. Later. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to check out our next episode, which is way better than this one. Oh, yeah. Also, follow and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent and follow us on Twitter at whiskey tangent. You can follow me personally at that whiskey guy and follow Scott at giant cup of awesome spelled A-W-S-U-M just to be annoying. Hey. You can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.